Hello, everybody. This is the Bridges Sisters back again. Carrie and Casey. Hey, friends. Um, we're going to pick up where we left off last week. Um, just to let you know, we recorded it all at once, but it ran really long, so we're splitting into two episodes. So here is the remainder for you. Whoop, whoop. Picking it up. Verse 8, baby. Whoop, whoop. Because we got cut off last week, I'm going to reread Romans 1, verses 8 through 17. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you, because your faith is proclaimed in all the world. For God is my witness, whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I mention you, always in my prayers, asking that somehow by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. For I long to see you, that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. That is, that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. I do not want you to be unaware, brothers, that I have often intended to come to you, but thus far have been prevented. In order that I may reap some harvest among you, as well as among the rest of the Gentiles, I am under obligation both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. So I am eager to preach the gospel to you also who are in Rome. For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. As it is written, the righteous shall live by faith. So I'm just going to do a short prayer for everybody um, and then dive into the rest of the discussion of Romans 1, or the first half of Romans 1. <laughs> um, dear Lord, um, we just ask you to join us today and um, help us um, get from this discussion what you would like us to get and help any listeners to to hear your word and to apply it, Lord. Um, and just ask you to guide us and uh, we praise your name and thank you. In your name we pray, amen. Amen. Verse eight, baby. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. That probably, that would make sense because Rome was very... But like it was the power. They were the in charge people. Paul can specifically point out, like, hey, first he always starts with this too, like, hey, I'm praying for you, or thank God for you. Like praying he's praying for these people because their faith is proclaimed in all the world, because they're such a power country, like anything like new that's happening, especially in religion, like it's gonna be noticed throughout the world. Like yeah. oh, it that's a thing. The changes that happen in Rome sort of get disseminated throughout the rest of the, the world and the empire that Rome created. It almost gives like um it almost gives a voice to the Christians throughout the world, like, oh, like this is believed by, by these, the like, Roman Empire. Power people. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it's legit. Like it yeah, so that's my story. Like it almost legitimizes the belief, even not mm -hmm. that it needed it. But like to the rest of the world, it like legitimized and like probably, yeah, to people, yeah, who are not um, believers who now then have to take this new religion, quote unquote religion, seriously. 
It is a religion. That's <laughs> true. Um, yeah. Keep in mind that it was a new religion. Because <laughs> mm-hmm. Jesus had only, only died like, some 20, 25 years before this happened. This was written. Jewish culture, which is still accurate, has been going on for centuries, but like Christianity specifically believing in the Messiah had to come and die at these 20 years old. Or so. Yeah. Do you think it's cool? I think it's cool. It's cool that like um, it's only been 20, 25 years and like they're not in Israel anymore and there's a church in Rome. Like, and there was like churches all over that he'd already been talking to, like in Corinth and like other, and I'm just like, how does- It just, it spread really, really fast. (laughs) (laughs) Explosion. (laughs) Anyway. But yes. Because I'm thinking of like church planning nowadays, like 20 years, you see a lot, but we don't necessarily like- You don't see it to that extent. in the same way. Many places throughout the world have like Christianity and have the Bible and have Jesus, but like it's so it's already reached many places. So maybe you just don't hear about it, but you don't see it as much in the same way that it's like described here. Like 20 years is not a very like that's less than I've been alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just think that's cool. Like that's a significantly short amount of time to spread so far and wide yes. already. And be known for it. Yeah. Yeah. So the next verse, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing, I make mention of you always in my prayers. I think that's cool. Like, it's just an add-on. Like, he was praying for them, um, thanking God for them because of, like, their widespreadness and able to reach the world. But now he's, like, also, like, I mention you without ceasing. So he's and like cool. always praying, constantly praying. It's like yeah. I am backing you up. I am, you know, imploring the Holy Spirit to guide you. Mm-hmm. I guess what does it mean practically to pray without ceasing? Because if we just if we think about like taking our time in our room and just like praying and then being like done and that's it. Um, so I guess what does it what does it practically look like to pray without ceasing? I'm still figuring that out. I'm very horrible at prayer. I will admit. <laughs> Same. I've gotten so much better this last year. A lot because I think it's because now I have like really good examples of people in my life who are so good at like constant prayer. And their first like thought and reaction to everything is like, "Oh, I should pray about this." Whereas mine's like, "Oh, let's think about this," and then I'm like, "Oh, I should probably also pray." About that. I think I think um, mine's the same case. I think about it first and then think afterwards I should pray or should have prayed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sometimes it's an afterthought, like, oh, I should have done that. Um, which in that moment you can also stop and pray about it. It's not like you don't have to necessarily stop what you're doing to always have God on your mind and like always be thinking about him. And it's not gonna be very easy to like change your mind to always be on that focus but I think if we work towards it like we can get there so it doesn't always have to be like an active oh I need to stop and like kneel and pray in my room or something like it doesn't <laughs> like it doesn't need to look like that I am not gonna lie it's probably gonna weird some people out but I pray when I'm in the bathroom because I'm like I'm alone and like it's some of the best time because like nobody's gonna bother you but it also helps reorient me like if I'm doing work somewhere 
and I'm like oh I should be praying like or I should be oh I should be connecting to God or thinking about him in this process um whatever that looks like and I have some friends who like their best time with God is when they take a shower um and they get like their best like clarity there I think just remembering like it doesn't have to like look a specific way you don't have to say anything specific you don't have to say anything at all like you could just be open and just let God speak or just be without having to talk you know when you're like in your closest friendships relationships with people and you could just sit with them and no one has to say anything and you could just chill or like you're riding in a car and no one's speaking but it's totally okay and not uncomfortable like I think that's how it should be with God like you can totally be just like the verse that says be still and know that I am God like I don't think you have to be doing anything or saying anything or thinking anything or like necessarily specifically like trying to listen for anything because I think that's when we miss it the most reminding yourself throughout the day like right I need to be thinking of God in this moment or hey I'm doing my taxes I should be thinking of God or hey I'm doing filing paperwork I should be thinking of God or hey I'm making copies let's chat with God for five minutes while the copier is broken (laughs) whatever it is right like I don't know there's like so many options I think it's harder to have that focus when you're like in a more relational job that you're always talking to people because you can't just like your brain can't necessarily focus on like being with God and talking to somebody I think you can I think it's just harder for our brains to be used to two different things happening at once in that sense like don't be actively talking to Jesus while trying to listen to a friend like that's that's not that's not loving to your friends to do but I think you can be like open to God speaking through you and I think that's a form of prayer it sounds like you at least have had people in your life who are better at that and you have some examples and I'm like I don't think I have really (laughs) I need to work towards making it my life as the example that could be followed I don't want to be followed I'm not Jesus but I could be a good example for somebody else (laughs) anyway (laughs) not trying to ego trip myself (laughs) but you know speaking to the reality that God could speak through you to somebody yes and God could use my life as a good example for somebody else Mm -hmm. sometimes following Jesus is hard and we're really bad at it but keep going you're doing great because you're trying all right so 10 making request if by some means now at last i may find a way in the will of god to continue. so again if you okay. remember back a long time ago to at the beginning of this west. <laughs> 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 Three days later. Paul mentioned, he's like, I'm trying to come to see you. And here he's saying it again. I'm making a request of God that if by some means I may at last find a way to see you. Which he kind of will when he gets imprisoned and arrested. Um, Not that that's what he wanted. Starting where you started, because mine adds a little bit to the end, but um, asking that somehow by God's will, I may now at last succeed in coming to you. I just, the way it was phrased made more sense in my version to me than yours did. But yeah, he definitely wants to, Paul wants to be 
this is this is something that I both admire and find super funny about Paul. Is like he just wants to be with everybody everywhere all the time, and he can't. So I'm like, I wish I had that desire. I think to be I'm such an extrovert. Like I do. Like I definitely want to be with people, but like I don't want to travel so much to see people. <laughs> I just want them all to be here and then it make my life easier to see them. Where Paul's like, oh no, I'll totally like inconvenience myself and go see all these people that I love and don't even know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he definitely has a heart for just like going out and talking to people and like helping them with their churches and like mm-hmm. always wanting to actively help them. Paul is such a missionary, <laughs> which is true because he is. I just think it's funny. <laughs> uh. Verse 11. For I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift so that you may be established. Cool. Mine says to impart some spiritual gift to strengthen you. But I also like the to be established. Because I think you need like be established in your faith and then also to strengthen you in your faith. Right. But I also think of the word established as being like you're established as a church. That's true too. It really just, yeah, that might have been more accurate than what he's talking about. But because mine says strengthen, which is, also works in church context, not necessarily individually, but like also establish the church and then strengthen the church so that they can go out better to their mm-hmm. city and part of the world. Um, do you know what he's talking about here when he says, I want to impart spirit, a spiritual gift? Um, well, there's lots of spiritual gifts. Um, my guess here is it's probably, I don't want to say anything with confidence or sh- this is true because I don't know. But um, so Paul at some point talks like Paul who like lists, yeah, like lists a bunch of like spiritual gifts and things. Um, and I think that um, like Paul had several and like he was really good um at like sharing that and like raising people up in their um in their different gifts that I think as a church he wanted to go and like raise them up in certain things and like basically share his wisdom on these things so that way they can go and then impart it on others verse 12 that is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith both yours and mine. Basically, they have a solid faith. Paul has a solid faith. He wants them to get together so they can share their faith and with each other and like encourage each other in that. And like, as going back to the last verse, like to strengthen you or to establish you, like he wants them to like share and grow in that. Does that make sense? Share and grow both together in the faith. Yeah. in faith yeah. yeah beautiful Paul's, Paul's a very encouraging person yeah. that um, is true he said I think 13 now I do not want you to be unaware brethren that I often planned to come to you but was hindered until now that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles so very first part, very direct. I don't want you to be unaware that I plan to come see you. 
but basically I've been planning to come and see you for a long time. know that I've been planning to come and see you. I've been planning to see you for a long time and something keeps delaying me. Yeah, that's what's going on there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then the second part that I might have some fruit among you also just as among the other Gentiles. So I think in some part he's saying like, hey, I've seen other churches and um, have, you know, had successful contact and relations with them and have built them up and I want to do the same for you. Mm-hmm. Solid. <laughs> I have no thoughts. <laughs> okay. Look I mean, at me. First, first, I haven't had any thoughts on you, I think. <laughs> at least in a while. Yeah. I am a debtor both to Greeks and to barbarians, both to wise and to unwise. I am under obligation to both Greeks and to barbarians, both to the wise and to the foolish. I think that was that was pretty straightforward. Adam. I was like, "Do you have anything to say about that?" No, um, I don't think so. So, what does he mean by barbarians? Both Greeks and to barbarians. I think in so <laughs> this is terrible. This is where my brain first went. This is so funny. Okay, you know the PlayStation game Civilization. So basically, in this game, you like you you like pick a people group and you like you live in that country and you try to take over the world. <laughs> That's basically what happens. And there's also like barbarians that attack you randomly in this game, which is probably why I thought of it. Anyway, not important. So I think related to that as like your mental image, but also like the Greeks were considered like learned and they were like very smart and like advancing and like technologically and like advanced, even though there wasn't really technology as we think of it today. Um, Whereas like barbarians are like the opposite of that, like unlearned, um, almost cavemen in that way, like no technology of any kind. Like they're just very, very opposites. And I think that he was just saying, um, like I want, like I'm, I'm under obligation, like I'm under God to like speak to all of you, even those who are already learned and those who aren't like everybody, even polar opposites, such as the Greeks and the barbarians and the wise and the foolish. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, My analogy of the game may not be necessary, but I think it's helpful visually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My uh, Bible has a little note on what barbarians means. It says Paul is referring to the non-Greek Gentile populations such as the Northern European peoples, the Britons, the Gauls, and the Celts. Mm-hmm. But it's such a, it's like, it's such a strong contrast to say, hey, they're barbarian, which I just think is probably like what the Romans would have thought of the rest of the world, but also um, people were, who were not as advanced as Rome. Right, and they would have been like, oh, those barbarians. So then verse 15, so as much as is in me, I am ready to preach the gospel to you who are in Rome also. So he's basically saying with as much as is in me, so everything that I have, I am ready to preach it to you. I want you to have it. <laughs> I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's do the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very, very gung-ho. Mm-hmm. That's what it seems like, yeah. Right, it's like very... he's just saying, like, he just wants to be with these people, and he's been trying forever. I can imagine like, I get excited, I'm a less than, like, I'm a couple weeks up from, I go back to Idaho for a month, okay, and I 
am like already excited to see the friends that I'm going to see when I'm home. I can't imagine, and like I'm only a couple weeks out, I can't imagine having tried probably for way longer than that. However long he was trying and not being able to go, now thinking he's going to go or being able to go even like yeah, I would be like, let's go. I can't imagine like how Paul would be. He's even more relational than I am. (laughs) That excitement that just bursts out of you when you're like, yes, I get to go. Mm -hmm. Um, So then verse 16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Do we have a thought on that? I think this is one of those verses that is um, sort of clipped out and used a lot um, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel first. This, this is a popular verse. <laughs> one of those things that can stand on its own and still be okay, whereas there are a lot of things where the context really doesn't matter. Paul is saying like, hey, I'm not ashamed, even though you're Gentiles, you're Roman, you're didn't grow up with this and you know going preaching the gospel could you know get me arrested I'm sure he knows these consequences and he's still like I'm not ashamed Uh I'm still like gung-ho for this and I'm gonna preach it with all I got Uh Um. I do think on the verses out of context I think you do have to be very careful even with a verse like this that makes sense um outside of it um just because I think it's easy um because it's just it's like it's not including anything else in context in the passage um and I think that's that's dangerous to do so just always know the context of the verse don't take something out of context because you could very easily just take a like get rid of what God was trying to say through that without meaning to. Anyway, that's just my right. little high horse that I have, so I'm going to step <laughs> off that. I like how he points out, it's like, it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. Uh, mm-hmm. So he's like, this is for everybody, Jew and Gentile alike. Mm-hmm. It's for everybody, can, all the nations. The contingency here is that you be to get the blessing but yeah like the power of god is for believers right so if you're not a believer you don't have the power of god suppress suppress Um, i think a lot of people can get that uh do you have any thoughts about why it says for the jew first and also for the greek does that mean anything um i think it's just more of a cultural thing at that point of like well the jews have like have had like since creation basically like since god started calling the israelites um like they've grown up with it like they've been raised in the faith to a degree right they like know about it and so like jesus spent much of his time around jews right um so i think it's just you have to start there and then work your way out then you can expand it's not like rating them the jews are better than the greeks like their first 
like they win first place, they win the trophy. But like, right, right, right. like a lot of people <laughs> nowadays, their um, our modern culture places a lot of importance on being first. And mm-hmm. and Jesus said the the last shall be first, and the first shall be last. Yeah, yes, in in that ancient culture that this was written in, it wasn't so equated with being the best. Winning. (laughs) Yeah, or winning. Yeah. Verse 17, our last one, finally. Um, So sorry for the (laughs) long-winded podcast, y'all. For in it, the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith, as it is written, the just shall live by faith. Um... My, I don't necessarily have a thought so much as a question that I may have an answer to, but I'm going to ask you. Um, for in it, the righteousness of God is revealed. What is it that it's referring to? Because there's a few things in the last verse that it could be referring to. So I just want to clarify. My thought is that it's referring to the gospel of Christ. And through the gospel of Christ, righteousness is revealed. Mm. Because the whole last verse, that was sort of the 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 point that everything else revolved around was the gospel of Christ um, and everything uh-huh. else in the verse came out of that so then in this verse I assume that it also refers to the gospel of Christ I agree <laughs> okay <laughs> I was also while you were speaking I was also looking up where um, it came from because it says as is written the righteous shall live by faith and it comes from probably multiple places but it comes from Habakkuk 2 4 which says behold his soul is puffed up it is not upright within him but the righteous shall live by faith um, which in Habakkuk 2 it's talking about how um, Habakkuk had a vision and God was talking to him um, so that's another question what does it mean righteousness of God Okay, so, well, here's my thought. So next week, the passage is talking about God's wrath and unrighteousness. So I wonder if we could pick up what righteous means next week, just because it fits better with next week's topic. Oh, okay, yeah. Describe it. So for anybody who's listening, hop on next week to figure out what righteousness by faith is, what all that means. Right, and so then continuing on, the righteousness of God is revealed from face to face. That just basically means everywhere or everyone. Mine? Oh, wait. How does your say the, the faith, this, the, the last bit? How does it say it? How's it phrased? Righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith. From faith to faith. Yeah. Okay. Mine says in the righteousness of God is revealed from faith for faith. And I don't know that that matters, but I just think it's a cool way to, to see it. Can you explain what it means? Probably not, but I'm going to try. <laughs> um, I think you have to explain more what the righteousness of God means to explain how that's revealed in faith. Um, but if we, if we take it very simple and don't even talk about righteousness and just say how God is revealed, I think, like, God is revealed. It's already talked about how um, the power of God is, like, it's for salvation to everyone who believes, right? So, like, from faith, 
we believe and we get to see more of God and that actually increases our faith. So it's from faith and for faith or from faith to faith in the same way. Like it comes from our faith, but then it also grows our faith. Okay. That I, I think that makes sense, yeah. Rephrase it and carry language, please. Um, just sort of like what I'm getting is that I was, when I was originally thinking faith to faith, I was thinking of like different faiths and I was like, this doesn't make any sense to me, but it's more like your old face versus your new face, sort of like, sort of like you're just like growing. So it's not necessarily a new faith per se, but like from what you used to believe to what you now believe because your faith is constantly being like growing and changing. Does that make sense? Yeah. And specifically your growth in your faith. Yeah, I think we'll be able to look back at this verse a little bit next week. We can be able to explain it better once we talk about what righteousness is. Um, so my my version has the just shall live by faith. Oh, I like that too. But we could probably also talk about that next week. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, final thoughts. Um, I don't think so. We talked about a lot, so I'm just going to do it. Try to do a quick sum. So we had Paul's greeting where we talked about how he was promised um, by the prophets, um, talked about the, the Trinity, um, Father, Son, and Spirit. And then we talked about um, grace, talked about apostleship. We talked about obedience. It's like a long time. Um, we talked about how Paul's character a little bit and how he just like wants to go see all these people that he loves and wants to like lift them up in the faith and like also grow in his own faith by being around them because they're also faithful um he tried to go to them forever um and we talked about like the, how God wants to go to everybody that includes like opposites like Greeks and barbarians and like wise foolish um to all nations um and how like Paul wasn't ashamed of the gospel and we can live by that example. We should also not be ashamed to talk about our faith. I think that one's, that one's tricky. I guess I have a few thoughts there because I think it's so easy to be like, well, I believe in God, but I don't want to tell anybody I believe in God because like you, like it's just, it's not, like it's taboo almost. Like it's not like the popular thing, a cool thing to like believe in Jesus. Um, it is cool though, but like we, as believers, like we need to be unashamed and not prideful, but like proud of our faith in that, like, Hey, I believe in the king of the universe, like, and I follow him. Basically be proud of your faith. Anyway, because there's just some cultural things there that I don't want you to be like, I told you this and then you go do something and then I ends poorly don't do that but ask god first then go do it if that's what he yeah. says yeah in wisdom make your decisions wisely um but don't be afraid to be like hey i was reading the bible and i had this thought about this what do you think and even if they don't believe in the bible they might have a thought about the topic 
anyway, that was a long-winded way to say um, that was what we talked about. Because <laughs> we went over a lot today, so there's a lot of information packed into this one. There is. There is. And it's sad that it, we did that. I mean, it's great. It's great. But considering you've already read it and discussed it once, this is just... We started this Bible study and then started recording in like chapter five. And so now we have to go back and re-record the first few. So we've already talked about this with each other once before. So funny. And this, but like every time you read the Bible, these things are going to come up. And especially if you know that you're reading it and discussing it for other people, I think that especially adds like, oh, I need to describe this. I need to make sure people know what this means. And I need to be making sure people know that I mean this when I say this. And I just making sure people know what we mean. So it just takes, yeah, extra work. It's fine. Okay. I just need a smack in the face sometimes. It's fine. Okay. Anyway, that I believe is everything. Um, so one final note is that throughout this podcast, we pray for God's presence to come into the discussion um, at the beginning. And then we also pray over it at the end. Um, so we're going to do that. Hit it, Lou. Dear Lord, um, we just thank you for being in this study with us today. And I thank you for Casey being here. Um, and I want to thank you for anybody who listens um, and just ask that you help us process this information and get from it what you would like us to learn and help us to use this information in our life as well um, and to start discussions with one another. And just, yeah, pray that you would continue to guide us throughout the week until we do our next study. And um, yeah, just thank you and praise you. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening. Bye.